talking about you know the second stage of the information, which is the one that's now starting, is that the computers can learn by themselves by generalizing from data. So, what's different about the algorithms today that, for instance, can drive a car? You know, Google's new self-driving car. How is that different from the old algorithms? Well, you know, when we learn to drive, right, one of the things that we're told is that, well, you can read the book about how to drive, but, but that's not enough to learn. You have to learn to drive by driving. And as it turns out, it's the same thing for computers and robots. They have to learn by doing. The Google cars, right, they've already driven millions of hours. The car that you may be in hasn't driven millions of hours, but it has the accumulated learning of all those millions of hours. So are you suggesting that the algorithms that we have right now, the learning algorithms, that are driving things like, you know, my Amazon or Netflix recommendations, that those are the equivalent of teenagers, teenage <laughs> algorithms that are just learning, and they're going to grow up and get a lot better? Yes. In fact, let me make it even more extreme, right? I think the, the machine learning problems that we have today are not even at the level of a baby. <laughs> if we, right? If we knew, if we knew how to make a learning algorithm that has the same ability to learn as a newborn, that would be amazing. That would be the greatest revolution in history. Now, to be fair, you know, one approach to doing this is literally to emulate the brain, right, with, with networks of neurons and whatnot. There's other approaches, like, for example, another one is to simulate evolution, right, because evolution, you know, creates a lot of things from experience mm -hmm. uh, and so on. But, so when you talk about a master algorithm, this is what you mean? Yeah, so what is a master algorithm? A master algorithm is an algorithm that can learn anything from data. Right? The big difference between the learning algorithm and the programmed algorithm is that the programmed algorithm can only do one thing. Right? If you want to play chess, you have to program it to play chess. If you want to drive a car, you have to program it to drive a car. The amazing thing about a learning algorithm is that it doesn't know anything about chess or driving a car or, or medical diagnosis or whatever, but if you give it different data, it will learn to do different things. Another question is, how far can you take that? And each of these schools of thought has its own approach. Like, for example, as I said, one is to, you know, mimic the brain. Another one is evolution. But what I and a lot of other people believe is that none of these algorithms actually has all the pieces. What we really need is a unified algorithm, a grand unified theory of machine learning, if you will, like the standard model is the grand unified theory of physics, or, you know, the central dogma is the grand unified theory of, of biology. So you're saying what you want to come up with is the one algorithm that knows how to learn. That's all it needs to know, is just how to learn. Exactly. That's precisely. If you know how to learn, in some sense, you know, that's all that you need. Hmm. So uh, I take it that some of this is already happening and that companies like Google and Facebook and Apple are probably already creating the, the learning algorithms, the learning machines of the future. What are they doing now that, you know, might surprise us? You're, you're definitely right, right? So these companies are all in a race to see, you know, who gets to the best learner first. They buy startups that do these things. For example, Google a year ago bought this company called DeepMind, whose explicit goal is, is to, you know, build a brain in a computer. And they paid over half a billion dollars for this company that actually had no products and no customers just because they thought it would, it would give them an, an edge in this race. So, you know, what we're going to see from these companies as, as they compete is we're going to see increasingly powerful learning algorithms that do things that you didn't think were possible before. Like what? Again, they, uh, like, for example, driving a car, right? People used to say, like, oh, driving a car isn't going to happen anytime soon, like curing cancer, right? We actually now have a sense of how we might get there. So do you think the right algorithm could pretty much solve every problem we have? 
Not quite, for a couple of reasons. One is that some problems are, are, cannot be solved. The consensus, you know, for the first decades of AI was that the first things to be automated would be the blue-collar jobs because those require, you know, less skill. Mm-hmm. And the, and the white-collar jobs would be harder, you know, like, like a doctor, for example, or a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. As it turns out, it's not like that. There are a lot of blue-collar jobs that are actually very hard to automate, like construction worker, for example. We will have an automated doctor well before we have an, you know, a, a robot that can do construction work. You know, Pedro, people have been saying for a while that super intelligent machines like the ones you're describing could someday take over the world. The artificial intelligence of the future really isn't going to need humans at all. And even people like you know, Stephen Hawking, Bill Gates have said this is something worth worrying about. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, this has certainly been, you know, in the in the public mind a lot. You know, it's like it's the Terminator scenario, right? You know,